Hi, this is Vernon Kay, and welcome to the England Rugby Podcast with Auto Inside Line, where each week we'll take you behind the scenes with exclusive England rugby content. And I'm delighted to say that we're joined by one of the finest scrummagers in the international game. The most romantic thing, I think, is when I proposed to her. Um, I was out in England and went to Bruges. And we went down this horse-drawn carriage and we went to like, the Lake of Love, and I thought it'd be really nice if we did it here. Yep, it's England's prop, Dan Cole. But then I thought, if I do it here, I then got to sit in this carriage with the woman in front of us taking away. It's going to be so awkward for the next like 30 minutes. So I just didn't know how when we got back. As well as our featured interview, England women's Noddy Waterman takes a three tracks challenge. Some fantastic memories, some really difficult memories because we didn't quite make the cut in the World Cup. But um, yeah, great team to be part of. And he also caught up with George Cruz. You know, Eddie gets them in, ex-players, you know, managers from other clubs and uh, different sports. And, you know, you kind of pick their brains a little bit. So he's keeping us on our toes. So myself and Sky TV's Alex Payne were joined by Mr. Dan Cole. And we started with the hardest hitting of questions. Three words that Mrs. Cole would use to describe himself. Um, dull. Uh, <laughs> dull, dull and dull. Socially inept. Um, yeah, boring. Uh, it'll be something like that, yeah. Really? Yeah. What does Mrs. Cole do? Um, at the minute, she is a florist, but she... We have 15-month-old twin boys, so she has a hands full wow. of them. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. What are their names? Yeah. Ralph and Henry. Strong. Oh, proper yeah. rugby names there, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Girls yes. were Ray. Were you romantic when you got together? No. Mrs. Cole? No. Really? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I kind of want to shatter the illusion of a man who doesn't the, say many the words. The romance stretches as far as when you I... You didn't wrestle to the floor and say, if you can get... <laughs> yeah. Great covering yeah, tackle. If you can't get out of this, yeah. then we are dating. That's it. Um, <laughs> the most romantic thing, I think is when I proposed to her. Um, I was out injured and went to Bruges, and we got this, basically, I had a bit of avoiding the horse-drawn carriage all along, but like, on the last <laughs> night, she let's do it, the queue was down, so I was like, let's do it. I thought, okay, I'm going to post tonight. She obviously didn't know anything about it. And Did you have a ring burning, burning a hole in your pocket? Um, yeah, but because she basically told me what she wanted, I had this, like, I think it's like a... What's it called? Not Flymo. That's a Flymo. It's like, it's, yeah, it's a. <laughs> but it's some form of like basically it was a, a flower ring, but it wasn't a proper ring because you I, proposed I with a been, strimmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't have been allowed to do it. Um, I'd have messed up. So yeah, anyway, so I got this ring in pocket, and we went around this horse-drawn carriage and we got to like the Lake of Love, and I thought it'd be really nice if we did it here. But then I thought if I do it here. I've then got to sit in this carriage with the woman in front of us taking it away. It's going to be so awkward for the next, like, 30 minutes. So I just did it in the hotel room when I got back. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> Keep it simple, Dan. Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's why you subscribe to this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. nuggets yeah. like that that'll bring you back. So, like Do you ever help out in the um, florist shop? You're a dab hand with your petunias. I do would like to think, after rugby, that we could own a florist and I'd just be the delivery driver. That's my... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We could we could go and get them from Denmark. Correct. The tulips, bring them back. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, there's a shop. There's a business coming Trucking together here. With Dan Cole <laughs> and Vernon Kay. That's it. Oh. That is awesome. We that should go be, from yeah. East Coast like to West Coast in the road. Yes. Yeah. I want one of those sort of air, air, yeah. air horns. We do like just what you could do the Schwarzenegger yeah. thing. No, it's uh, who is it? Oh, over the top. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Sylvester Stallone. That's the one, yeah. We need to develop this into sort of well, there was English that, rugby's entrepreneurs. There was that programme where uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan went across America trying to hustle people at oh, pool. yeah. You could arm wrestle. Wow. I'll be like, yeah. Yo, hey, do you want to make a deal with this guy? <laughs> He's a great arm dollars wrestler. Dollars in, dollars in. Yeah. yeah. Do, you ever, do you ever get that out on the, uh, on the pool table? Is there a little bit of... No, I'm um, uh, no. No, I'm wrestling, no. Who would back themselves in a, in a gunfight? Ooh, I don't know, probably 
Billy, Some, yeah, Billy, yeah, Billy Mackey, they're strong. They're just genetically strong, genetically so you probably strong. give them, yeah. Whereas yeah. I'm not so much, so, yeah. Well, manufactured strong. Yeah, I'm a different kind of strong. Would you ever get, I don't know, charity boxing? No. No, I reckon I'd What about, like... what about something like Bear Grylls and what, what's his Survivor thing? Yeah. Could you, how long would you survive on a, an island with a couple of flints? Well, the thing a... is that, right, I'm not going to say I've worked it out, but... Surely, if you know you're going on it, you just fatten up for a good like month beforehand. <laughs> You'd go at like, no, or I'd be 150 kilos going on there, like one, and I've got all this body fat to just see me through for a month. I'd fatten up, so I've got lots of body supply. Get even fatter, and then like basically go on there, and then within two days build like my shelter, support, everything like that, so I can just lie. So because they will get bitten <laughs> by like, they all, <laughs> yeah, but they all get bitten by like, sa- they all sleep on the floor and they get bitten by it's these like, like sand out. bugs and stuff, don't they? So. Straight away, build, find out where the water is, build a shelter, and I'm just going to lose 75% of my body weight by doing this for the next month. <laughs> and all these other people are going to be going around crying, like, oh, I'm so hungry, I've got no energy. Should have prepared, prepared, shouldn't you, lads? Do you, let's say, in your hallway or in your front room or in your mansion or wherever, do you have memorabilia? Like, do you have your first ever England shirt? Do you, do you, do you keep memorabilia? Well, you keep it, I just don't display it. Like I say, I think my parents got most of my shirts and stuff. And I've actually got better, probably as I've got older, like we get given medals and normally I just give them to a parent to stick away. But I've actually, my wife sort of forced me to keep them. So, but they go on a shelf in like my office and they're just there. My office? My office. Like yeah. Entrepreneur. It's the one part I'm not being rude. House. I'm not being rude. <laughs> what, what do you do that requires an office? <laughs> I've got some calls to make. Um, You're not selling cars on the sly or anything. Call, no, no, these, call no. these motors. Um, <laughs> it's just basically, it's the one part of the house I'm allowed to have. Everything in my house has to be in pristine, perfect position. Whereas like the office, which is basically a room with a telephone in, Dial-up internet. (laughs) 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 Bill statements, all that kind of stuff. All this stuff, I've been given, like, stuff, and just all paperwork, that kind of stuff, just goes in this office. We'll have more from Dan Cole shortly, but a little earlier on, I caught up with England's Nolly Waterman for another edition of our musical feature, Three Tracks. Three tracks that have stuck out in my life would be my first ever single that I bought on cassette, Run DMC, It's Like That, They're showing my age. I remember getting it and uh, it was the first time I didn't actually have to record it from the chart show at the weekend. Um, I had it on my own cassette player, which was quality. And yeah, doing the dance off with my friends, which is cool. Obviously not so cool nowadays. My second song would be Kelly Clarkson, What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger. I think it's stronger. I play that a lot when I um, went through a couple of injuries. And as cliche as it is, it really supported my mindset and actually kept me psyched with all my physio and rehab and um, getting back onto the field. And then the third song would be Poker Face by Lady Gaga. I was... Really super proud to be part of the Sevens, England Sevens setup and team in 2008, 2009. And we made some fantastic friendships throughout the year. That was our song as a group of players and we had it playing when we ran out in tournaments. So yeah, some fantastic memories, some really difficult memories because we, we didn't quite make the cut in the, in the World Cup. But um, yeah, great team to be part of. Hi, this is Ben Youngs and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. I'm Vernon Kay, and alongside Alex Payne, I sport at England prop Dan Cole. After talking about life away from the pitch, we moved on to 
when he first got into rugby. My first sort of memory of rugby was, I think I'd have been about four. Well, it was the 91 World Cup yeah. and Rob Andrew kicked a... Against Scotland. Drop goal. Yeah. Was it Scotland? Was it Australia? And was that the... Oh, that was 95. 95. I'm thinking 95 then. It wasn't 91. Um, 95. Love the detail, don't you? Yeah. Oh, Love the detail. It. Yeah. That makes me excited, Alex. Does it? Just awesome. So I'd have been a bit older. But um, yeah, that's probably my first... I remember listening on the radio to that. And I used to watch England when they're on TV. And Leicester, I remember, played... Were beaten by Breve. Obviously from yeah. Leicester. So I would sort of... Leicester on TV, lost to Breve. Yeah, 97, yeah. So that was... They were my first sort of... Memories, but I only started playing when I was probably when I was 12, 13. So that's yeah. when, obviously, being in Leicester, like you can't avoid Leicester Tigers. So that's obviously when I picked up the game and they took over. Uh, the reason I ask the question is uh, perhaps I'm being disingenuous to say there's a, a whiff of the old school about you, but do you, do you wish you could wind the clock? Would you quite like to have played in ye olden times? Or would you like the modern game and the thinking and the slightly more considered I do, approach? I, to I, you do sometimes watch games from like the 80s and stuff like that. Yeah. and. I don't know why people turned up to watch, to be honest, because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't think the people on the field <laughs> yeah, know what's going on. The ball. Like, I mean, like, there's a breakdown, the and there's like 10 people in this, like, there's about 50 people in the break. Everyone's like defending inside the near post. So part of you. Well, would like, you have quite enjoyed that? Is there a bit of you that sort of. I mean, part of you would, because I think, like, I remember speaking to like, some of the people at Leicester when, um, like, Cockers and, and um, Graham Rountree used to coach at Leicester, but, like, they played in the amateur era, and there was something, yeah. I think, quite special about you used to do your day job during the day, you yeah. turn up on a Tuesday night and get flogged and do the same on a Thursday night and you go on a Saturday, meet in the morning, travel, play and win or lose, you have a fight on the bus on the way yeah. home with each other and that was that was rugby. It wasn't like like professional. Yeah. You did it because you loved it, if you know what I mean. And I remember mm. as a kid, like when you're 12, 13 years old, you play as much as you can because you love it and you love being with your mates and all this kind of stuff. It's not like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you still love rugby now you play it because you love it but it's that kind of with the professional game it's a bit there's a lot not more responsibility it's better for it but you do wonder if everybody playing the game in a bad way but would you do it if you're professional I'd yeah. like to think or if you were amateurs I mean I'd like yeah. to think yeah you'd probably still played if we weren't paid and all this kind of stuff but you wouldn't do the training Yes, but if you're not paying, I'm not doing the training how much fun would life be without that <laughs> but yeah but you still play and that's that's the kind of like I wouldn't say it's the old school mentality, but that's what sort of came up growing up in Leicester through yeah. the academy. You know, you'd like to think the people who grew up with like your Tom Youngs, his Ben Youngs of this world, you'd all still probably play yeah. on mm. a Saturday because you just love the game. Well, who was the first person that said, actually, I reckon you've got what it takes? Do you remember the, the coach or the... Heineken Mayer was probably the first one when he coached Leicester to say, yeah, she said to me when I was, I don't know, 19, 20, he goes, yeah. oh, I think you could be an international in... He's like, I think you've been international 18, 18 months' time. It's like, how old are you? He's like, I'm, I'm 20. He's like, yeah, maybe two to three years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. But yeah, that's what he said. And like, so. Have you always been a prop? I was You're a back rower at school, yeah, number oh, eight at school. And then, yeah, as soon as I joined Leicester, I moved to the front row. Do you definitely get a sense that the front row union is a different world? Are you yeah. told that? or? Uh, I think it takes a, a certain character type. Yeah. Obviously, very funny. Good looking, attractive, well, that kind of charismatic. Play, yeah, yeah. playing front row. I, it, I guess we are different. To, we're probably a lot more dour and, um, yeah, self-effacing than others. Put it that yeah. way. But yeah, it, I, there is something about the front row which is different to everyone else. Well, there, there's no celebrated. There's no yeah. other position in any other sport, yeah, where you get so up close and personal, and so physical, 
Maybe wrestling. No, I was going to say, but you separate wrestling. quite a bit. Yeah. For that split moment. But the thing is, like, playing front row is you're part of a bigger, you're part of a, eight, and I can't do my job. Although I'm at the front of it, yeah. going against Lou said, I can't do my job without the bloke beside me or the bloke behind me or the other bloke yeah. behind me, the flank or the second row. So you're doing <clears> your individual thing, but at the same time, you're so reliant on what's around you. And that's probably what is unique about the sport and the fact you're actually physically interlocked. Yeah. In that regard, you know, other sports, there's not that reliability. A, a layman would look at what goes on in the front row, like you and I, Vernon, yeah. with absolutely no idea what's yeah. happening. It's not for everyone. Yeah. In the game. There are lots of areas of the game, which is, you know, everyone, there's lots of different, you play touch, sevens, whatever you want to play. There's, there's an element of rugby for everyone, but yeah. like the front row, there's only a niche market of people who want to do it. Like, you know what I mean? It's a very specific it's kind of a big person different. that wants to go yeah. into the front row. But, that's what, but then, like, we enjoy At that. Which different, but yeah, precisely. And, but there's that in the game and there's different. So that in some regards, it's not for everyone, but at the same time, it is for everyone yeah. because there's a role for you to play. Mm. And, yeah. But that's what I quite enjoy about rugby. Do you ever yeah. think, it'd be quite fun to play fly half today or just skip about in the centres a bit? I, when I'm playing, no. But on, like, a Monday morning when, like... The traps are <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll have more from Dan Cole shortly, but first I caught up with George Cruz in the All 2 Blue Room in Twickenham, and we took some questions from England fans. All right, now here's one from Thomas, who's eight years old, and he is here. Where's Thomas? He says, uh, it was my birthday last weekend, and being here today is my present. What's the best birthday present you've ever had, George? I think for my 21st, my dad baked me a, a jam cake, and that was it. So um, I, I know what my worst is, but... Um... My best. Um, Can you say your worst life? Being, being here with you. See, it was oh. my birthday last week, so uh, being oh. here with you, you know, George. is my present. Well, actually, my birthday present is I'm just going to come and spend a day with you. No, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll just watch and observe you work those yeah. amazing through the guns. <laughs> yeah, maybe through the window and a security cordon. <laughs> yeah, with your solicitor watching. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've got another one, Jeff from Bristol here today in the O2 Blue Room. Where's Jeff from Bristol? He's got a very high-pitched voice, Jeff, hasn't he? Uh, how old were you when you started playing rugby and at which club? So I was about 11, I think. Um, my brother played at Dorking, so I, I followed him down. Uh, anyone from Dorking in here? Yeah, yeah a couple of people. That was a, a false crowd, but uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I started playing at Dorking. Um, played there till I was about 18 and then moved to Saris. OK, next question from Greg in Leicester. Greg from Leicester's here. Where's Greg? Let's see Greg's face. That's not actually Greg from Leicester. That's, that's just a, a random man in a body warmer from Leicester. Uh, which is nice. Who, who, bizarrely, for a man from Leicester who's holding an empty pint glass? That's weird. Get How straight bizarre. to the bar. Wow. Uh, here's a good question. Dan Carter or Johnny Wilkinson? Uh, Johnny. Yeah, for no sure. Hesitation. For sure. No hesitation. And the thing with Johnny is he lives and breathes yeah. rugby. No, he's an unbelievable professional um, and he's, he's taken it through to, to coaching the days as well. Oh, and as, as, a, as a member of the current England squad, uh, do you use people like Johnny and other various past team members who've been victorious, do you use them as a soundboard for, for advice? Or yeah, you know, Eddie gets them in. Um, I think Johnny will do a lot of kicking with, obviously, the kickers, um, so I don't tend to come too close to him. But, um, but no, I do have a good left-foot nudge. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but apart from that, um, you know, the, he'll bring in different people, ex-players, you know, managers from other clubs and uh, different sports, and you know, you kind of pick their brains a little bit. So he's keeping us on our toes. Just give us an insight. What kind of things do you ask former players, guys that have been there before? 
Um, or is it just, do you just let, let, let them talk and, and get a sense of what it's all about? Yeah, I think if they've done great things, then you can kind of quiz them on, on how they've done them and, and kind of the mentality. A lot of it is to do with the mentality and, and trying to learn from their experience because obviously, you know, they've left the field now. So it's, it's, you can pick their brains and, and, and try and pick up some of their experience. Hello, I'm Poppy Cleal, England back row, and this is my rugby journey. My first rugby memory is playing with my sister at school when we started about six years old. I was inspired to play rugby by my older brother. We used to watch him um, out the side of our house playing rugby and he just inspired me. My favourite memory as a young player was most probably eating McFly for breakfast with my dad and my sister. I got the England call up in January 2016. I had the text message and my first reaction was to tell my whole family, even though I had to tell them not to turn you on. <laughs> the biggest challenge I've had in a rugby shirt so far has been being part of a women's premiership winning team. It's such a struggle to win a premiership and you've got to be on point every week. So it was a good challenge. My favourite memory in an England shirt is representing England at the Rugby World Cup. A huge honour for me. If I was to summarise my career in three words, they would be here for a good time, not a long time. With a few hyphens. <laughs> Hi, this is Jonathan Joseph, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Time now for part three of our chat with England's Dan Cole, and the subject, his try-scoring exploits in the national jersey. They tackled the wrong bloke. That's how I scored. They tackled, obviously, me and Mako came around the corner. The French have done the homework, realised yeah. that Mako could actually catch a ball. They tackled him, left me free, and I scored. So it's I actually scored against good... Australia as well. Well, they tackled Robbo, uh, Robshaw instead of me. Yes. So I'm actually right place, right time. Yeah, I'm, I'm a finisher. One against Italy, I think. That was on a mall, yeah. Yeah. I don't think that worked. And there's but... one other. What was the? F- you've scored four. What's the fourth? Ireland. Um, yes, another young it was, it was less than that. There was a breakdown on the goal line. It squirted out sideways and I dived on it and scored. Yeah. So it was literally four, seven centimetres. Four tries for England with a cumulative yardage of... Well, we're closing in on two, if we're yeah. being generous. Yeah. yeah. I told you, I'm... Finish prolific. Like, yeah, prolific. Prolific. Yeah. If you were to turn those into fantasy points, yeah. four, four yeah. tries, a lot yeah. of points. Yeah. That is, isn't it? Visually, you are a unit, right? And I don't mean this to offend you, yeah. but you do look hard as nails Thanks. in the way that well, your, your right. game first works. Yeah. Do you um, work on that or is that just you? That's Focus. just me, unfortunately. Is it? So, yeah. I can't really do much about the hair situation. Broody. With this, like... Menacing. Broody, did you say? Broody and menacing. I just, I don't know, just on the field, I'm probably, mis- not miserable, but, you know, you just look bad. When you come up against the likes of Dylan and yeah. Mako, so, so Leicester, Northampton, given how much time you spend together and train together, is there a sort of little nod and a wink before you um, go to work? Or is it... No, it's, you fairly get on with it, but occasionally, like with, say, there might be a break in play or... You lined up for a scrum and something happened. You know, you might have a break and play. Someone's down injured. You'll have a sort of quick. Oh, oh you've Jesus, is fast. Oh, this is hard work. <laughs> like to Mac or something like that, and they'll be like, "Yeah, it is." Um, so you have a quiet word there. But now, when you normally, you don't really come across each other too much in the game. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't go around running around having a chat with each other. I always find that fascinating because it's different with other sports. You know, like uh, other ball sports, like let's say football, for example. Yeah. England team get together, kick a ball together, then go and play each other. Whereas rugby, you're physically beating each other up. You know, yeah. and you've just spent months in camp with the same yeah. bunch of guys as friends, as teammates, as, yeah. as yeah. colleagues moving forward. And then you play 
knock seven bells out of each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just bizarre. It yeah. really is. I think that's just the way rugby is and probably always has been and has that level of, you know, it's one of the sports where you can do it yeah. and still play the weekend and then be friends after. Do you room with Joe? No, Chris Robshaw. Oh, of course. Oh, I, all right, okay. Yeah. But we were just saying yesterday that we've roomed together since 2011, 12. So I reckon we've spent over a year of our lives together in like this hotel <laughs> or other ones. There was a point where I got married in like World Cup camp, whenever it was. Um, 2015, and I came straight back into camp, and it took me a good you had couple a of months. Night with Chris Robinson, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and actually, it took me a good like, three to four months. At, like, it took me a couple of months after the World Cup to then have equaled out the time I'd spent with my wife, and I spent more time with Chris than I had for with my wife for a long time. That's so, yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you do you know what your switch is? Like, as you're walking out the tunnel, just flick it on and be ready to go. Or does it take you time to to build up? No, I think you. Things with the game is you kind of because you've done it since the age of 12, 13, and you've like especially now. I still mm. get excited for games, but you've probably been in. You've played against the teams, the stadiums. There's not I'm not saying nothing's new, but you know what you're doing. If you know what I mean, so yeah, like you run out of Twickenham, you know you've got the anthems, you know you've got this, and you can take it in, and absorb it, and enjoy yeah. it. And then you know, once that's broken up, you take your mark, position for the kickoff, and that's you're whether you chase after the kick or you're receiving it. Like that's your moment to. Dan, mm. uh, thank you as always. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to chat and get to know uh, you personally a little bit better. Yeah. Thanks, Adam. Quick plug for Mrs. Cole's florist. Mrs. Cole's florist. Yes. My wife. Coley's. Coley's. Yes. Coley's flowers. Great fun, Dan. Thank the firm was living there as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, deliver yeah. them. So there you go. Keep an eye out for trucking with Dan Cole and Vernon Kerr. You've been listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Join us next week for another exclusive chat with one of your England heroes. Don't forget to check out the official England Rugby social channels on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram for more content. And if you've got time, head over to iTunes, give us a rate, give us a review. We'll see you next week.